Hello everyone and welcome to Flawless. My name is Liam McGuinness and I am joined in the studio as always by George. Yo! And Grant. How's it? And I'm not sure why I say as always anymore because we hardly ever get the three of us in together, but it's good to get the three of us in together again. It is sensational. It is sensational, the way God intended. <laughs> so, and any other deity you choose to Your worship. deity of choice, yes. So I'm going by Hera today. Who's Hera? Hera, Hera, Hera? yeah. The Greek... Goddess of something. I don't know. Okay. Laura Marling sang about her, and we okay. decided she was flawless. So I, I'm, I'm rocking that one. <laughs> she oh. is the flawless deity of choice. There we go. Uh, just gonna breathe on my knuckles and put them on my shoulder. <sighs> Talking about flawless. Thank you. Uh, so, because I'm hosting today, it's my turn to nominate an album, and I have decided that we've gone far too long, nearly a year, without covering an album by a Brisbane band. So I have decided to nominate. The Greats. Go Brisbane! With their debut album, Gravity Won't Get You High. Itty bitty tiny beats your hand makes when you lie. Catches birds and elephants, you're wasted while you whine. If I could find a little piece of pleasure, be alright. But as life tends to eat me up, I fear I won't survive. Which is a pun. Which is a pun, yes. So the greats are patients. Factually accurate, pardon me. Factually accurate and yes. a pun. It's levels it's and levels so and levels. So complex, <laughs> it's a challenge to yes. just appreciate. So the greats are Patience Hodgson, John Patterson, and at the time Alana Skyring. So Patience on vocals out the front, John doing the sole guitar work, and then Alana Skyring on drums. So Alana did drumming for their first uh, two albums, I think, and then she left the band to go over and go to pastry school in New York. Which is a very solid career choice. And such a great thing for somebody to do too. I have to, I've left the band to go and be creative in some completely other way. There we go. Yeah. Well, we've done Weezer where he went off to go and do study classical music and then yes. came back to do punk. So. Mm. And the other good reason for the timing for this, for the greats as well, is that they're going to be touring later in the year and Alana is coming back from New York to play drums on the tour, oh, and they're going to be focusing on songs from their first two albums. Ah, very good. Liam, are you yes. from Brisbane? I'm not born in Brisbane, so born in Melbourne and then lived in Melbourne, Sydney, Malaysia, but then I've lived in Brisbane since I was seven, so okay. 32 years, and definitely ever since my entire musical career has been based in Brisbane. Okay. So Grant, how long have you been in Brisbane? Well, I've been in Australia for 12 years, as you can tell with this cool accent I have now. Classic. Um, and, uh, well, technically I lived in the Gold Coast for the first five, a couple of years in Sydney, and four, to answer your question, from mm. 2012, 2012, 2014. Do you want to do four, some maths? 2014. Well, okay. I'm an accountant. If, on the side, don't tell people. <laughs> don't tell side. too many. <laughs> I'm, I've charted, but okay. four. Okay, Let's so go four. I've been in Australia, and the whole time I've been in Brisbane for four also years, which was 2014 for the accountants in the room. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we've we've been we're all Brisbane with Brisbaneites now. Yes. yes. We're talking about a Brisbane band, so yes. it's very important that we it highlight is. that. Establish. Yeah. So the album was released on the eighth of April two thousand and six and it was on the Due Process label, who are a Brisbane based well, they started out as a Brisbane based record label. They've now expanded and do a whole bunch more stuff as well. I think they've got offices in Sydney as well. And 
due process, I've always uh, liked a lot of the stuff that they've done and liked a lot of the bands that they've worked with. So I was very happy to find out. This is the um, this the Greats was one of their sort of flagship bands right from the beginning. They also do have a lot of work. So due process is a subset of Secret Service, Secret Sounds, one of those, which is like a whole management company. And that management company puts together is part of the team that puts together Splendor in the Grass and a whole bunch of, now they run Falls as well. Mm. So there was a real connection when the greats were coming up between, and other due process brands as well, between the greats and Splendor in the Grass. So the first year or the second year that Michelle and I went, I've got this written down, I should just read it off somewhere. Yeah, so in 2005, they opened, so it's, it's a, back then it was a two-stage festival, rock stage and a dance stage, and that was it. In 2005, they opened the rock stage on the first day, and that you know, so you know that's where you put your sort of the fledgling Aussie band, you know, up and comers still trying to you know make it, trying to get give them a, a, a new audience. 2006, they were middle of the day, so they were sort of you know up and coming, you know, well done Australian band, and then by 2007 they were the main Australian band on that stage for the day. So over the course of three years, they went from hey we're the cool brash young upstarts to we own this stage and now you brash young upstarts are feeding off the people who came to see us. Yay! Which is really cool. Here we go. Well, Tivoli has them as Australian indie rock royalty. Yes. I Are will. you going on the 15th of December? I am absolutely going. I have my tickets. I am so, so excited. It's going to be amazing. There we awesome. go. Why are we not going yet? Because we didn't know about I know. Yet. Yeah. I have to send you guys. Oh. There's this. I have to get you guys coming to Spider Bait. There's a Spider Bait concert later in this year as well. Yeah, living end, living end of touring. There's all these bands I that I've nominated are touring. Did we, have, too, did we yeah. listen to a Spider Bait? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. And again, we left out. Was this part of our contract? Are we left out because it's not on our contract? <laughs> maybe. So I was actually a little bit hesitant to nominate the Greats because the album, to my mind, is flawless. But the Greats are first and foremost a live experience. This this album is a really good swing and mostly good, you know, captures their live experience, but there's nothing, it's, yeah, they're, they're a live band first and Doesn't foremost. Doesn't compare is what yeah. I'm hearing you so say it, to live. Yeah. And you, how many times have you seen them live? Probably seven or eight, maybe ten. So I definitely saw them on all three of those Splendors. Seven to ten is a different seven number. Seven to ten. Yeah. All right, seven to ten. Yeah, I lose track. But it's definitely, wow. so I saw them on the three Splendors. see his dining table when he keeps his tickets. Yeah. <laughs> So we've got the three Splendors. They did two tours the year this album came out. They would have done two tours the year the next album came out, and they would have gone to both of those. So probably up to ten or so times now. Wow, it's that's great. It's an amazing show. So like I said, John plays the guitar, mostly just stands there and does his thing, and then the drummer, which was Alana, and now they have they've had a couple of other drummers since then. But the centerpiece of the live show is Patience, mm -hmm. the the front woman. So she mm -hmm. doesn't play an instrument. Mostly, unless she does on some of the new songs that I don't know about, but she mostly dances and flails around and sings. So if you were listening to the album and you were like, man, I can really picture someone dancing this way to this song, that is absolutely how she's danced on stage to that song and gets everybody else to dance. Pretty that sure way as well. I have actually written notes to that effect on here. Uh, I think I've got, can definitely imagine them as a live band dancing and flailing. Yes. Absolutely. Wow. We're so in sync now. Maybe our yeah. periods will match. <laughs> wow. 
you have a problem if your period starts matching mine. <laughs> um, so they're also so they're super creative. They do all their own artwork for the albums. They each of their tours, the big tours, kind of has a bit of a theme. So the two tours they did this year, the first one had like a real party theme. So they had big balloons everywhere, even out in the crowd. And then at the end of the set, they fired like big confetti cannons into the crowd, and there was big you know balloons were exploding with the confetti and stuff like that. And then the second tour, because it was later in the year, it was in Australian winter, they had like a winter wonderland tour. So the stage was all dressed up with like cardboard snowmen and, um, you know, there were sort of sort of white effects. And um, at one stage, because they had some key songs, uh, Panda Bear comes out to play keys, which I'm no one, no one really quite sure why that wasn't. It wasn't a polar bear, but they must have had a Panda Bear <laughs> outfit and he played the keys in his full Panda Bear outfit. They were design school kids first. Yes. Before they were a band. Okay. Yeah. So they were like... And I could tell. Yeah. I was like listening to them going, you're like, yeah. And like, then I read about them and I was like, yeah, you were definitely artists mm -hmm. in like mixed media before you turned into like what artists in like yeah. audio. audio. Mm. Yeah. So the, the story goes, they were up late one night watching Rage, which is the music video for non-Australians. is the music video show on weekends here in Australia. And they were like, that looks really great. We could be a band. And they just, I don't, that's the story. John's too good at guitar to have just picked up a guitar and decided to start doing that. Like he must yeah. have had some skills beforehand. Sure. But yeah, you can definitely tell that, yeah, Patience isn't necessarily a classically trained singer or anything like that or trying to do scales or anything. Like she's just mm -hmm. there to have a good time and scream and shout and have a lot of fun. So I think I know the answer to this question, but had either of you heard the greats from your native countries before or even before listening to them for this podcast? I can confirm I had not. Yes. Neither had I. No real, no real surprises there. Nothing at no. all. Nope. No. I know they have toured overseas, but I, yeah, I don't think they've any of their stuff's ever made a big impact over there. No, but I did get excited that they at one point were the support band for Sleaterkinney on their Australian tour. Yeah. So that I can see happening mm. um, because Sleaterkinney are freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, and or like female powerful complex awesome band and stuff so i was like yep i can imagine the greats being the band of choice to go on their tour yeah so i approve i was like if Slita kinney approve then i approve cool so this album was the first time either of you guys had heard like even just listening to this album was the first mm -hmm. time you'd heard of them mm -hmm. so yeah. first impressions um first time i was like i wasn't sure about it okay second time i was like i like you more Third time, I had you on in the background, and I was like, all right. And then I was like, having a bit of a wiggle. And then I actually sat down and paid attention properly. And mm. then I was like, I like it now. Cool. But it took me a while because okay. it is a genre that I listen to a lot of. So it was something that I have uh, quite strong opinions on. So it took me a while to get my head out of my ass and go... They don't need to be the yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. They don't need to Good be the you. white That's stripes. Look at you. You know, they don't yeah. need to be one of the existing, they don't need to be Sleetikini. Yeah. So let's take it for who they are. Um, and so it's it's because the first track threw me. Yeah. The first track is really... It pissed me off <laughs> so much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I listened to it and I was just like, oh. Maybe Liam's throwing some Scottish folk into the mix. Yeah. This is interesting. <laughs> like, this I, this I understand. And then it went, oh, no, we're not like that at all. Yeah. And then it completely changed. And I was like, 
the hell are you doing? And I got really annoyed at them. I was like, I don't know who you people are, but who do you think you are for doing this to me? Yeah. So, yeah. So, I think that's what stopped me at first. So, that they had an EP out before this, which was just four songs of their, their main stuff. Mm-hmm. So, someone who loved the EP, played it to death, seen them probably three times before the album comes out. Yeah. The first track is like, what? I don't... Did I... Did they put the wrong disc in the thing or something? Like, did, did I get a bad mix or something? Like, yeah. The first song is really weird in a way like i like i still come around to it and i've loved it obviously but it's once you know the rest of the album's coming it's a lot easier to take but the first Mm. time well they don't reference back to it at any point no it's just like and then oh now we're a completely different band yeah (laughs) like it's almost like they were hazing the audience like or hazing yeah hazing you and then going haha this is what you actually were expecting and yeah. then they go into so their record. Was this this their first album this is their debut full length album yep. so they had an debut ep they had an ep and a couple yep. of singles before this okay. but then yeah so george you mentioned a comparison that a few people have made that i've never really understood which was the yeah yeah yeahs mm-hmm. and i've it's usually made to disparage the greats it's like you guys are just a cut rate cut price yeah yeah yeahs but i never really got the link between like it's and i guess maybe it's because I know them that much, like the greats a lot better and have that experience, but it never really felt like they were trying to be, like they're not really in the same space as the yeah, yeah, yeahs. Um, it's the stompy female ownership yeah. aspect. Okay. So I wouldn't say, because uh, I wouldn't say like Peaches or MIA, mm. but I would go, yeah, yeah, yeahs are in this kind of rock world where they have some poppy sounds um, and they have, a singer that runs like CSS yeah. who has like a singer um, who owns herself her sexuality her she owns her position in the band and she's not hiding behind it and runs around stomps around and as you said flails yeah. um, and so that's why I just kind of would go that and then the music for me is quite simplistic mm. um, which is why I go to like the White Stripes realm where I go they have really stripped back yeah. like and go they're very much just drums, guitar, vocals. And these guys are drums, guitar, vocals and specifically don't have a bass player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah. that's why I'm like from one extreme to the other. I'm just trying to choose bands that would be obvious as mm. comparable um, ones. But um, yeah, that's why I guess I'd have mentioned them. Cool. Grant, for your first impressions. I, uh, I actually liked that first song because, because it threw me. I thought, mm. yes. What, yeah, to to a lesser degree, what is Liam on about yeah. <laughs> with with this? Um, and and thoroughly enjoyed, I suppose, Patience's attitude, uh, uh, like dripping throughout the album mm. for mine, um, and the fact that my four year old was um, dancing to nineteen twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, before I left, was great. So I was like, well, there we go. This <laughs> little girl knows this stuff too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, off off the bat, I, I really actually. Um, it, it kept me entertained, which mm-hmm. is what I like. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I never, so never heard them before. So. Cool. So, yeah, so there were, and I didn't write this down, so I'm going to probably get this wrong, but I think there were four singles off the album. So 19, 20, 20 was the first one. Science is Golden, uh, Rock Boys, and then Lies, I think, were the four singles. So you sort of, 19, 20, 20 is your big pop launch. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the song that gets everyone into it. Science is Golden is in a very similar sort of vein. Rock Boys is where you so it's a bit of a quieter one, so it's sort of hey, this is our this is us doing a bit of range, and when she play when they play Rock Boys live, um, she usually comes out with like a gym ribbon, gymnastics ribbon, <laughs> and then does a lot of does a lot of twirling 
and that sort of stuff. I am pro that. Yeah. I have a, I have a story about Rock Boys and I'm going to tell it, but I hope it's okay because it's like it's been 15 years, but um I interviewed patients a few times in my previous life as fast ladder interviewer guy and cool. yeah, the because they were Brisbane based and the fast ladder people knew that I liked a lot of due process stuff. They sort of connected me to a lot of those bands and I did a lot of interviews with those guys. And I was interviewing patients and she is the best interview subject you've ever had because she super fun and friendly and nice, but also likes to talk because there's nothing worse in an interview than someone who just gives you like <laughs> a one syllable answer sure. and you've got to try and dig into it. So the, the times I've interviewed patients, I'd start off with 10 questions and I'd usually get through three and I would just let her go with whatever she started going to. And I just like, yep, not going to ask that. Yep, not going to have time for that. Yep, all right, we'll have to get rid of that. But she started, they were they were in the, when I was talking to her one time, they were in the middle of shooting a film clip for Rock Boys. And it was, sorry, they weren't in the middle of shooting it because they were compiling old, they were using live footage of stuff that everyone had shot and they were just going to put together a really quick clip. And then, um, but she's like, oh, and the, the people who are putting it together, fucking hell, they've just given me, we had one requirement and that was to not just have the footage in slow-mo which would be the first instinct. I'm like, yeah, slow motion because mm. it's like the slow, the marching beat and everything. And it's like, and they've fucking given us a clip and all it is is slow-mo and it's fucking terrible. And then you can hear John in the background mutter something and she yells back at him and then he mutters something and she's like, well, if you don't like it, you come over and do the interview. <laughs> and then he, then there's a, a bit more of a muttering and then she's like, she comes back, she's like, okay, John's told me to tell you to please not put that in the piece. <laughs> Because yeah, they they weren't happy with the first draft. So wow. hopefully that was that's one of my fun. And I I didn't put it in the interview at yes. the time, but well it's done. yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. It's been a sure. while. It's been over ten years. Hopefully all water under the bridge by now. But yeah. And since uh, you're the only person who owns this podcast, you are the legal responsibility yeah. for any uh, <laughs> yeah. you know claims. Again, so if there's in our contract on our contract, yeah. I made you guys the owners in the contract. No. <laughs> oh man. So. That's so, a really good fun story, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I really liked it, good, and then good for not for keeping it up. Yeah, yeah. I ended up. Um, they invited me to their record label Christmas party that year, and I met her, and she remembered that she said she'd done that. She's like, "Oh, thanks so much for not including that in the piece." So it's like just another example of how great she is. Aww. The like off, like you know, these promo, these interviews things. They speak to like a hundred people in a, in a day, but she actually remembered the one. So cool. Yeah. Because you're been... such a nice boy. So you mates. I mean, uh, you've oh yeah, buddies. mates. Best so basically, friend, best, this is nepotism. Best buddies like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm just paying this for this record forward because, mm. uh, like, I know my the best, bands. my best friend, yeah. my me and my best friend, patients. Yeah. So the album was produced by Brian Deck, who'd done a lot of work with Modest Mouse, their early stuff, and then also oh. produced a Gomez album, A Strange Tide, one of oh. their later ones, which was really cool. They are an English band. Yeah. Who I have met. <laughs> Yeah, oh, mm. right. We're going to do Gomez some stage and you'll have to tell me that. Although I'll be super jealous and probably break down a little bit, but that's, that's okay. okay. They were the most awkward people I've ever spoken <laughs> to in my entire fucking life. Like the opposite Aww. of rock stars. It was like they were worked in IT. Yeah. So they, um, but I really like the production on the album because it's super mm -hmm. clean. And Brian, it felt like he mostly just set them up and then got out of the way. Like he set them up with like a nice clear thing. It was like, there's not a lot of tricks to it. Like it's pretty straightforward. Um, and then, but there are a few extra elements in there. So... Uh, I found an interview where Alana was talking about it. Um, quote, 
Uh, sure, some of them have retained that live feel, but we really wanted to build the characters of each of the songs building up in layers. That was Brian, one of Brian's techniques. He can create something that has a lot of layers but still sounds raw. We really just had some fun and went for it. We also had some players come in. One guy named Jim who came in to play banjo on a song. He heard the song once. Suckerfish. Suckerfish. Hey. He heard the song once, picked up the banjo and started playing exactly what we wanted. So we also had three boys who came in to play a brass section on one song. So this album is going to be pretty varied. I'm not sure which one the brass section. The brass section. Which one was that on? Uh, it was in 1920. I should say it wasn't 1920. I think I left you in a strange position. Oh yeah, there yeah. Okay, in the break, in, in the breakdown. Oh man, when they put the trumpets in, I was just like, "Why'd you do that to me?" Why? It just sounded completely wrong because they had that clean, like, uh, sound of going. These are the instruments we have. And yeah. These are the instruments we're working with. Yes. And, and like the brass just dated it. Like it was. Um, I think for me, it's like brass had its had its time, which completely dated a record. Whereas adding a banjo, I guess, is back in fashion now. Mm. Whereas I guess back then would have been it would have been the opposite way around. Trumpets would have been cool and banjos would have been weird. Yeah. Uh, but like now, cool. I just I heard the trumpets and was like, no, stop it. Because Suckerfish was, was a foot one down of the, there. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did for do those physical. People, those people listening at home, there is a foot down. But I'm five foot three and three quarters, <laughs> so it made no impression. <laughs> So yeah, um, so Suckerfish was one of two songs that were on the early EP. version was like really really rough like recorded into a four track in a shed somewhere rough so um didn't have the banjo or any sort of the clean sort of sound that um just intervening because i can um that had a really good chord progression in it which reminded me of the stuff that butch Vig would write for garbage okay oh wow um and i, well, I can't remember the chords off my head so i'm not going to sing them <laughs> to you but it's just got this one moment where it goes from this kind of like major seventh chord to a minor something and it was just like i was like ooh. Oh, that's nice. Mm. Uh, and I wasn't expecting it. So, yeah, that was a really nice bit. So you should read really listen to that and go. Because it, yeah. it wasn't super country, the first version. And then they added a banjo and a glockenspiel. You can tell, you can hear it. And it's like, okay, now this is just like a big country <laughs> jam sort of thing. Um, the other one that was on the first EP was Trampoline. Use your bed like a trampoline. I'm one gifted sire. Isn't that what? After use your bed as use your bed as a trampoline, I heard I'm one gifted sire. That's the next line. I don't have the lyrics written down, so that's very well, possible. I, well, I, I noted that one. I thought, well, that's pretty graphic. Mm. I mean, yeah. Use your bed like a trampoline. I said, higher, higher. 
just for love, if you know what I mean. I said, higher, higher. Well, I enjoyed the lyrics of that because it was just like about, I'm assuming. It's about sex. It's definitely about sex. It's about sex, yeah. It's definitely about um, fucking and female ownership of fucking (laughs) and very, very simplistically going, here we are. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to ride you. Hi, like trampoline. Done. And that was so. That was also on the first EP, and it was also the first demo they recorded and they shipped around. So that was the one that Triple J picked up originally. Okay. That started to get them. So they're... They've been around for a couple of years before they started getting any attention. They're quite well known for doing like all ages and really small, like playing bowling clubs and sheds in the middle of nowhere and that sort of stuff. So, how, how did these any of these singles rate on the Triple J Hottest 100 or anything? Uh, got that information? I thought I wrote that down. They did quite well, didn't they? I'm yes. sure they were repped like every year they released anything. Like, and the singles and stuff all showed up at various points. Like always above sixty. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I could have sworn I wrote down where they came in the whole. I usually group. write them down, but Liam does it, so I usually I let him do the admin. But yeah, they, I think they did quite well. I do enjoy the fact that they're from Brisbane because I do stuff for Four Triple Z, and uh, we like to make sure that we elevate Brisbane-based music. And the more Brisbane-based stuff, the better. Four of the tracks were listed on the Triple J. Yeah, one. and I think there nineteen twenty twenty might have been a top ten even. Correct, it was number 10. Yeah, cool. So Science's Golden was 17, 19, 20, 20 was number 10. Uh, Inside, Outside, 42, and Lars, are much more fun, was 71. Cool. There you go. Um, so thank you, Wikipedia. Thank, <laughs> thank you for looking that up. Thanks, Internet. Um, uh, there is, in Silence is Golden, the irony is there are hand claps, and I am a sucker for a hand clap. It's in so a good. Oh, okay. And now... So it's like that, um, is it four? So it's. So now, so it's like dun, 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 dun. Now, whenever I tap something and I feel myself doing the first bits, I'll always tap it in the four beat like that. Yay! So just my head just goes... Dun, 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 dun. Such is the influence the greats have had in yep. your life. And just that beat of, yeah, those They've four beats every time. They've given you a mild mental illness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well done. Yeah, so put it, I'll put it with my all my other ones. <laughs> so it debuted at number nine in the ARIA Top 50 album chart. Uh, it was a nominee for the Triple J 2006 J Award, which is like their album of the year sort of thing and also shortlisted for the 2006 Australian Music Prize. So you mentioned Inside... So the whole album is filled with songs that are like their call and response or they lend themselves to a style of drumming or they like lend themselves to shouting, which is one of the reasons why it's like... It's a really great album, but it's... Yeah, they're more of that live sort of thing. And Inside Outside is another one of those. It's like this huge dance party anthem, but there's also the couple of bits where you can call out, the whole crowd can call out, not me, or like me. <laughs> some motherfuckers think they're born to dance, some motherfuckers think they're born to dance, not you. Shaking like you don't know what you're waiting for, shake like bacon ice cold, it's floored. And again, inside, 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 out. 
that sort of thing. And that was all the way through, I found. It's definitely a party track. Mm. Um, I like the beginning of Feels Like Pain. Uh, it's got that bass lyric. Like the bass line. I, yeah. yeah, I wrote bass, down yeah, I've got throbbing bass line. I thought I had you uh, yesterday. Oh, 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 oh. I thought I heard you scream. Felt like pain, like pain, like pain, like pain. That's just like really nice. Yeah. Um, and that, and I, big change. <laughs> I write really weird notes. Um, yeah. I've, yeah. And it just says the grungy ending kind of to it was really cool. Uh, and in 2002, me would pout and stomp to this in a club. Yeah. I would defo do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I and we all know I like a good stomp. Mm. So yeah, I would definitely pout and stomp. Yeah. So when they're not being straight up pop, there is a bit of a grunginess to it as well. So that track and then he um howl as well. So much more sort of barreling great sort of straightforward grungy stuff. Mm-hmm. And They've then got the spitty lyrics and then the ooh ooh bits. Yeah. I can't do I can't remember the actual oohs, yeah. but I've written all the all the ooh's. Uh it was like that was a really nice difference within one song mm. sorry i interjected your sentence no that's all good i'm mm. trying to remember what the song was so you said about how and then you were going to say about something else um i think the ooze song might be little people oh you think i think uh, maybe that, op- oh, yeah. that opens with that with a oh, i might have written it down wrong that's all right but little people like she's not tall and she's obviously got she i think got a bit of an affinity for shorter people in a mosh but she wants everyone to be safe and have fun so it's like hey come on and you know Michelle always really gets into that because she's quite short as well and she loves having a good time in the mosh pit and little people shorter people tend to be forgotten in a mosh pit and pushed around so yeah I'm at the right height for normal sized people to um, lift themselves off of my shoulders to propel themselves onto the crowd yes which is just the worst I used to file my nails into points when yeah. I used to go to gigs so I could stop people I don't do that anymore. I'm the perfect height for someone to ask if they can sit on my shoulders so they can do a bit of a dance and take a photo. What if they've got like herpes or something? I did, mm. In my younger days, I was like, yeah, whatever. If I was there alone and I was like, yeah, whatever, sure. <laughs> but <Gross>. yeah, <laughs> definitely not. I mean, now, nowadays I'm so far back that it's, it wouldn't be any, yeah. it wouldn't be any value. <laughs> At the back, clapping, yeah. it. It's yeah. all good. Yeah. Fine. Cool. Um, and then... One of my other favourites, I mean, they're all my favourites, but um, Nothing Sir. Very piano-y and clockworky at the start, and feels to always reminds me a bit of like Dresden Dolls. 
Oh yeah. Okay. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Piano. So I wrote piano. Hello. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hello. I, honestly, my notes are ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, piano. Hello. So uh, that was a nice little addition. Yeah. Like I felt. I guess. Most of the times when they added an extra instrument, it sounded right. The only ones I didn't like was the trumpets. Uh, but like adding a banjo was cool. Adding a glockenspiel was cool. Adding a piano was cool. But nothing there was really nice. The other th thing I added though was like, they only had one song that was over four minutes long. Yes. And that's the final that's the song. the last one. I am, mm. so I am. So that was nice. It was like a really nice kind of ending mm. kind of song. Um, but I was like, I feel like some of the other songs that were only two minutes and one second long needed to be 30 seconds longer and then some of the other songs lifted out and turned into b-sides okay i which, had that which, kind of which songs would you lift out so uh, i have a couple I, so actually nothing sir yeah i have I'll uh, that too. i have as a b-side uh little people i had as a b-side um and then i think there's another me. one uh I think, yeah, see me, but I said by that point I felt like um, I'd gone back to the beginning of the record because it felt like a repeat of another song, um, it, I, and I, it, it, I hadn't differentiated it um, from any of the other songs at that point. So I was like, I would lift a couple of the, I'd have lifted some of those songs out mm. um, that, and taken those few minutes, uh, turned them into awesome B sides, and then it just expanded on a few of the other ones that were there by yep. about 30 seconds and just made those ones fuller mm -hmm. just for this record. Like, cause it's only 40 minutes long anyway. Yeah. Like, it's a short record and yeah. it packs a punch. Um, but I just, like, if I went back and went, I'm going to I'm gonna master and produce this for you, I'm going to say, I'm going to give you 30 extra seconds on this one, yeah. I'm going to give you 40 extra seconds on that one, and where you repeat the lyrics a lot on this particular one I need you to add some extra lyrics here because mm. like sometimes it's cool and then sometimes I'm like meh add a few more yeah like mm. just add a couple of different ones just mix it up just a little bit confuse us all when we're singing along yeah. Um, yeah. that would be great and then mi and like mix mash it a bit around there so mm. Grant you were saying you would have taken a couple well, out I've, g I've got into a very um, specific writing system <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, over the last, over it's, and it's evolved through the course of my flawless assessments. Sure. My assessment of flawless albums, where a tick means it's good, and a double tick is, well, yeah, we are moving in the <laughs> right direction, um, and a squiggly line is like, oh, I'm not sure. Now a couple of squiggles in Grant's assessment is okay, but when you start getting more than two, three, that's um. It's, it's and to be honest, your assessment or, or the B side is probably it's pro it's a nice enough song, sure, but it it's almost lends itself for mine to to B side. So I had I had nothing so specifically in that regard, and I had seek me um, that probably am aligned to you, in, in, in certainly those could have been on a B side. Um, but I I thoroughly enjoyed how I, I and I thought suckerfish those two for mine were mm -hmm. like flipping really really good. Aside from of course 192020, which Lola, my daughter, I mentioned before, thinks is really cool. Yeah. And it's not the Wiggles, so <laughs> go you. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Time to start evolving the musical taste into <laughs> yeah. better bands. I can imagine this, and I know you've said it already, but I could. I just listened to it. And when I first listened to it, obviously the first track really pissed me off. And then I got into it. Um, 
And then I really, by the time I was like coming here and stuff, I was listening to it on my way and I was like, I'm really enjoying this record. Like, mm. I'm definitely listening to more of this stuff. I'm definitely listening to it because I'm, you know, when you listen on Spotify, sometimes it goes to other things that you think yeah. you like. And it mm. was playing other great songs, but from like later records. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, I like that. Like, they just, they just sounded a bit more mature, a bit mm -hmm. more whatever. Sure. And I was like, I really like that. And um, so I've got them now down as, like saved as a uh, band for me to pay more attention to yeah and absolutely i imagine them live i imagine i could go to their gig wearing a sequin dress and a big pair of fuck off boots yeah dance around like a loon for the entire time and even if i don't even know the words just have the best time surrounded yeah. by everyone having a really good time mm. their pie has the tivoli sold out in December, do you I know? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, so definitely check it out. But I think to go back to the songs being short, like you mentioned, I think that's because their Genesis is such a live band, is, is coming through as a live band, it's like we need to have songs that are long enough for people to dance the whole time for. Like, you know how, and then sometimes you're moshing and dancing and you start, you start getting a little tired. So it's like, oh, man, I, this song keeps one Dude, beat for the whole time. I work out. Yeah, I'm no good. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I, I start getting tired. So around about the two-minute mark, if they start slowing down, I'm like, okay, this is cool. I'm, you're done with that song. I can move on to a different song now. So the other thing that it feels as well is um, you mentioned about the lyrics and maybe adding some more lines in there, but there's a couple of comments in there that they said, like particularly with their early stuff, mm. they would just they'd come up with the riff, figure out how the, the overall thing was going to go, and then Patience would just sing stuff that came into her off the top of her head. So some of the songs... Um, might not have like you know the, the in-depth lyrics and the big meaningful stuff because it's just stuff that's in her head at the time. Can I can I quote what she said? Yeah, this is on Wikipedia. I, I wish you would. My attitude used to be just to just make up some shit that fits in <laughs> and will be sweet, but now I want to work in the lyrics. I think when Daniel Jones first got some success, he really didn't know about music history, so he studied it. But I didn't feel like I need to know. I just pick up stuff as we go along. Yeah, that's fair. So that's, which is where I guess there like the shortness of the songs is like, yeah. well, we're just going to do a thing until I guess we run out of lyrical things that I want to say and we're just going to stop it off there. But I had, I tried to find a connection. So I am, so I am. I tried to find a connection because that's, um, that's a historical name for, I'm not sure if it's for Thailand or for a region in Thailand. Mm -hmm. So mm. I tried to find like, what's the historical connection between the greats and Thailand and what's the, and I couldn't find anything, which led me to think it's just a phrase that popped into, popped into her head. And it's like it's really cool and soothing, and if you just say it repeatedly, it sort of it gets you into that mellow sort of mindset. So mm -hmm. that's fair enough. Mm. So yeah, that's what that's just one of the things that like made me go, your art students. Yeah. Like your art students first, and then music enables you to do artistic and creative things, mm. like the live show and the artwork and everything else. It's just like, yeah, I can see how that all. Having lived with art students that are also musicians, I'm like, yeah, I can, mm. I can see all that working together. Yeah. And there's um, less than three percent of the tickets are still available for yeah. the gig. There we go. So and they grab are, some now. Sure. Yeah, so we should have a quick look. There we so go. yeah, we so go as a team. Patience <laughs> once said. When we wrote the first album, everything was just for fun and we just wrote songs when we wrote songs. We wrote a lot of that album while we were playing. So as soon as we wrote a song, it was really easy for us to just play it live straight away. So you, they're, nice. they're thinking about how the song works live more than they're thinking about how it works yeah, recorded. Absolutely. Yeah. And it then, makes all the sense, doesn't mm. it? They are performance artists more than a recorded band, I think. Yeah. Mm. And then from their second album onwards, they, I guess, are more quote-unquote traditional recording. But with excellent writing. songs. Yeah. 
So So they haven't lost their ability to write like really power power cool, awesome, brilliant, fun sing alongs. Yeah. It there's just yeah. like they there's just a different kind of maturity to it, I suppose. Mm. But it's it's a great record. Yeah. So they this is their they've now got four albums out. So the second album was Teeth Lost Hearts One in two thousand eight and then uh, Secret Rituals in 2011 and Dream Team in 2014, mm. which they have now written. So uh, Patience and John are now married. They have two kids. Mm. Saw that. Love it. Yeah. yeah. So great. Um, you know, not that we normally talk about the personal lives of band members, but that's all over their social media. Can so I they're, wear a wedding dress to the gig? A, secret. a wedding dress to the gig? You could. It'd be weird. They've been married a while. Uh, I've been divorced a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they also run a cafe in called the Southside Tea Room. Saw that. Yes. Are we going? We can we go. Should. Yes, I will always feel really nervous being around musicians, and I don't know if they're there day to how much they're there day to day. But yes, we should go. Oh, I'm not nervous at all. I am really, really fine. Let's go. <laughs> mm, I think so. We can have we, when we release it. Yeah. Can we go in with a USB and go? Hey. No. Yes. No. We can. We can. Yes. It's in our contract. It's in our. Because a few people have said to me who know that I know I've done stuff with patients before, they're like, you could reach out and you could have got her to come on to the episode and talk about the album. It's like, yeah. I cannot think of anything more annoying for a musician than to have to come on to an, an, a podcast and talk about an album that someone in the room thinks is, is flawless. Yeah, and me and like me just going, well, I reckon if you did this a bit differently, yeah, yeah. I'd have liked it a lot yeah. more. <laughs> so could you rethink that, actual if musician? I, if I was mixing the album, I believe was your exact turn of phrase. <laughs> yeah, if I was mixing if I was going back, you know, people do remaster old yeah. records. You know. mm. So like, I'd absolutely yeah. love to have musicians on, but to talk about the albums they love, not to talk about their albums. Yeah, no, I that's think fair. The, we sure. should probably Good invite point. her on to talk about something she loves. Yeah, that would be great. Um, okay, so any other things you wanted to identify before we do closing thoughts? Uh, I want to thank you for introducing me. Yes, I agree. Yeah, defo. I and think. I think we should try and get tickets. Yeah, I think so too. Because yeah, you, you sold me should. on them being live. It's going like, to be... I'm, and she, um, she wore a Batman outfit to one of the Splendor in the Grasses too. I have more than one. Out as Batman. I've got three glittery dresses. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't have any. Want to borrow? Sure. Then I will do that. One of them stretchy, you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. Let's do that. Cool. So, Team um, outing. Cool. <laughs> Bonding. All right. Well, so I mean, just in closing, like I said, definitely more of a live um, band than a recorded band. But also, I've known a lot of bands like that, and when they try to capture what they do live on an album, it doesn't work, and they don't usually last that long. But I think this is a really good example of how you can capture it. And there's something that I wrote down that I really would like to say, so I should find my notes. Hmm. You should have poorly written, handwritten ones. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Um, okay, here we go. People talk dismissively about pop rock as if it's all too easy to just play f- jam three chords and a snare together, except if that's the case, why do so many bands do it so badly? Uh, the, re- the reason they do it badly is because you've got to approach that genre sincerely. You can't be coming at it thinking it's easy or you're making fun of it, and I think yeah. that's where so many bands fall down. So these guys embrace that simplicity of what they could do at the time. And um, definitely as they've evolved over time and developed more skills, they've sort of done it in a different way. But I think, yeah, just that idea of three people embracing what they do so brilliantly mm-hmm. really makes this album flawless for me. So, awesome. George. Awesome. Final thoughts. Uh, am I doing my flawless or not look yes. flawless now? Oh, my yes, God. Yes. Oh, this is so much pressure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so love this record and now. Uh, still really don't want the first 
uh, song. So I have made a separate playlist <laughs> with the album minus that first song, uh, which means I can't say that it is flawless. No, it's, uh, it's a skippable song. Which it's just totally it's skippable, <laughs> which means that uh, yeah, like. So does, it, does it open? Your, so your mix opens with lies. Pardon? Lies are much more fun. Yeah. That, that would be, yeah. That would be a real great start. You reckon? Like, I, I'm not yeah. sure. Would yeah. Yeah, I, I think I've it needs something before that. It's a fun song on a first Lies. album, and it it's like it brings out their sound. Like yeah. That, that song. So it would start with that. Um, I but I am really grateful that I'm grateful <laughs> that I listened to it. Um, I will be listening to them more. I will want to go and see them live. They sound awesome as hell. Um, I still want to do that thing where I pick out a few B sides. Um, and uh, even if it was a 35 minute song, like album, yeah. like, I'd be happy with that and just yeah. make it like all killer. That would be really cool. But it's fucking brilliant, and I'm glad you brought it to me. Cool, Grant. Really enjoyed it. Uh, I have to say, and I'll, uh, Greg, for begrudgingly <laughs> repeat some of these words. Um, and and it had a lot of great um, songs in it for me. However, I've got to say no. A couple of the ones. Um, uh, George has already articulated on. I just thought seat me didn't really fit in. Nothing served. Was just not quite there. And and finishing with Iron Sam, I thought the distortion at the end was just a bit excessive. Mm-hmm. Longest song, sure, um, mm-hmm. but that that probably um, was was for me. I, I think that they, I can imagine them being awesome live. And um, I need to get out of here ASAP yeah. to go and get some flipping tickets. Yeah, we do. So, yeah, thank you. Uh, it was good, but it's not flawless for mine. Sure. But we might have our first flawless, like, proper full, out, full outing to a gig together. Yes. And, and we're going to go to the south side. And we'll record little... We'll record and we'll go to the south side. And south side tea room. And we're going to make Liam so uncomfortable. <laughs> On purpose. We'll be like, oh my God, do you want to come on our podcast? Oh, you should say, you, do you remember from like 10 years ago when he interviewed you? Oh my God, he loves you he's been dropping that. the name yeah, <laughs> like, so much. I know, he's dropped it so much, I keep tripping over it. Oh. Everybody done? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're Thank blood. you, Liam. We, can, we, we can record a little mini episode after the show and talk about... If we like the show, we're gonna get kicked out in three minutes. Oh yeah. Okay. So, uh, flawless is recorded at the Edge Studios. Check them out if you can. We've got a Facebook, a Twitter, and an Instagram. They're all flawless. AMP. Thank you for listening. Yay! Thank you. Cheers.